Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. Dustin, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show, man. I'm excited. Um, likewise. You know, we're going to talk about sales. That's something that I believe everyone in this world should know. But so many people are terrified of doing it. And some people stink at it. Yes. But it shouldn't yep. be that, right? It shouldn't be like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So do me a favor, at one point or another, I'm going to start putting all your information on the screen so people can find about you and how you can help them. So whenever you get a chance, just in the private chat, put up your stuff so that I can share it with the audience as well. Because I know that once we get talking, people are going to go, man, I need to reach out and, and uh, get some advice from Dustin. So at one point, okay. if you can do that, I appreciate it. Okay. And then the, the other thing that that is always very intriguing to me is also um, when we think about the life that we've had, you've had a quite an interesting life. I remember our call that we had prior to us coming live today, um, how you've come along and you've made a difference in your own life. Who impacted you when you were a little guy? If you recall when you were like five, six, eight, 12, whatever, and you started thinking about things, maybe, maybe back then you didn't think you did. But now when you reflect back, you go, huh, I probably was very in tune to things. So talk to us about your childhood, if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, it's funny. There is a moment in my childhood that I remember my mom actually calling me a leader as a little kid. Like she's mm. like, that's a leader. And the reason she'd say that is whenever she took me to the park, all these kids were all split up doing their own thing. Some were on the slide, some were on the wings. And I would just call them all together and say, hey, guys, we're all going to play tag together. We're all going to play a, a big you know, game of tag, everybody here. And so essentially, I was the guy that would like gather everyone together, get everyone unified and help us do something together rather than being split up. And mm -hmm. as I look back at, you know, my childhood, that's just kind of how I naturally was, no matter where I went. You know, uh, if I went to a party, I would be the one that would want to plan some sort of game because it would bring everyone together and be laughing. And so uh, when I got into business, those skills definitely transferred over. But mm -hmm. that is definitely a moment I remember as a kid that really formed me because I think what your parents and, you know, the adults around you say really do shape your beliefs about you and so um we can you, you can say really terrible things to a youngster or you can say really great things so it's a good reminder to us that you know hey as adults they're sponges 
and we should be doing nothing but pouring encouragement into them and helping them to see themselves in a positive way. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a moment that I, I remember that helped shape me in my future years. <laughs> nice, nice. You you remind me of my son in, in a way because my son used to do the same thing. I have two boys, right? One used to go and just want to like, you know, like only play with his brother or me. And the other one would go and gather all the kids and go, okay, dad, we're all going to play, you know, this game or that. So when we think about a natural leader, right, when we want to encourage other people, I think that that's definitely a, a big benefit. And we can see that in kids. But, you know, it's also the words that your mom poured into you, I believe, that yes. helped you understand that, hey, wait a minute, maybe you didn't think you were a leader, but she poured those words into you. So when we pour positivity into the world, into our, especially our children, what a difference it makes, right? Absolutely. Yep. And the same with clients, you know, whoever you work with in your business, um, mm -hmm. can sometimes cut that off after they, someone becomes an adult and they say, okay, you're, you're on your own now. You should self love your, you know, have positive self-talk. Um, but I think adults need it even more because they have so much pressure and weight on them, whether it's the bills, uh, raising a family, you know, keeping up with what they need to do with their job and trying to balance these goals that they always dreamed about when they were younger. And they can sometimes put themselves on the back burner. So that's something that I know we do at our, our gyms. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people in a coaching space watching and listening to this. Um, we really say, hey, the superpower of a coach is encouragement. You know, to a lot of your clients, you're the superhero in their life. You're like the best part of their day and you're this person that they aspire to be like. And so it, when you pour into them and you give them encouragement and you point out what's going right, because they often are only looking at what's going wrong, they start to attribute positive feelings with you. And that's really a good spin because most people have a negative connotation with the gym. They think of sweat and sacrifice and pain and aches and sores. And so they're like, well, it's worth it because when I go there, they always compliment me. They know me by first name. Mm. They're very encouraging. And right. all I hear at home or at work is what I'm doing. You know, hey, you missed this deadline on this work project. Hey, you did this wrong. Uh, the kids are like, hey, I, I don't want this. I want my own personal mm. dinner. Can you make me mac and cheese? I don't want lasagna. Um, you know, the spouse could be telling you what you messed up on. So if all you're hearing in your other world is this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And then you go to this one magical place that tells you everything you're doing right. That makes people drawn to go to the gym. Now they crave it. And I kind of say we need to make it like an adult version of Disneyland where people like go as an escape, not because we want them to just ignore their problems in their life. But it's like a, a, a sanctuary you can kind of retreat to and do some self-care. Take your armor off when you're in the day to day battlefield and kind of, you know, work on yourself and, and you know, uh, enjoy some self-care. So that that's mm. something again, I want to just pour to these uh, coaches that are listening into it, um, is that your superpower is encouragement. Yeah. You know, you and I are an anomaly. You know that, right? <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, I'm going to tell you, um, yes, I own a facility as well. And when people come in, you know, we always say hi. And and when I, I had a client of mine say, man, 
every time I come here, I, I remember Cheers because it's a place everybody knows your name and, and I feel comfortable. And this member has been with me, I probably think about 23 years. So, wow. yeah. So here's what, what some people, promotion of your channel. Everybody wants to promote my channel. Um, here's an idea. If you want to promote my channel, just like it. Like it and tell other people about it. People here, they're trying to uh, drum up some business, and I appreciate that. So thank you for listening, right? But here's the thing. So you and I are an anomaly because I've always worked out at my facility. And this year, I, and, and I've belonged many years. I've belonged to many different gyms, even though I've always owned my own. And I always like going to other gyms. So this year I said, I'm going to go check out a bunch of gyms and I'm going to pick one. I started in December. Can I tell you, I went to a bunch of different gyms. I had appointments. One gym I went to, I'm not going to say names. They had nobody at the front desk at all. And I waited about 10 minutes. Nobody. I said, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to see how the gym is. I went into the locker room. I I changed I put my stuff in the locker. I worked out for an hour and a half. And during this time, I kept looking because, you know, I'm always looking what people are doing, what businesses are doing. And I'm looking and looking and looking. And in an hour and a half that I was there, nobody was at the front desk. I left. Okay. So they did have a somewhat of a follow-up because somebody said, hey, they actually called me and they said, hey, how was your workout? I said, really good, but I didn't meet anybody. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they were around. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I said, um, I can't really talk right now. Why don't we talk? I want to see what their follow-up system was. I said, what, can we talk tomorrow? Yes, I'll call you at 8 a.m. I said, perfect. 8 a.m., no call. No call. You know when they called? I actually called at 12 p.m. And the person said, oh, hey, how are you doing? And I said, what happened to you? And this was the manager of this facility. So I said, okay, that gym is out. Then I went to another one and I walked in. Somebody was at the front desk and I said, hi, here. I'm here to take a look at the gym. She literally turned around and she goes, this is it. <laughs> and she did that. And I was like, thank you. She goes, the locker rooms are over there. And she just pointed from where she was. No tour, no nothing. So, okay, thank you. And this was not a cheap gym. This was an expensive gym. And I said, okay. So I worked out. I had a good workout, but I said, man, there is no... Nothing here. So then I went to another gym. Similar experience. They literally took me. It was a second floor. They said, they got me to the top of their stairs and said, this is it. Okay. And that was it. And then the, the one I actually joined was, there was three people at the desk. And I'm talking about 5 a.m. Because I like to work out early. There was three people at the desk. They said, hey, here it is. This is and they walked me around. And they said, do you need any help? I said, no, I'm actually pretty good. So I like the fact that they came around and they made me feel like what you talked about, which was they made me feel welcomed. Like I, like I should call this my home. So out of four gyms, one of them 
was the only one that took the time. Because I know a lot of gyms are working on a numbers game, right? So if we have, you know, 3,000 members, 10,000 members, who cares? But we still need that, that hand-holding. What if I've never worked out? What if I don't know what the equipment does or any of that stuff? They even offered me, would you like a one-on-one -on -one session? I don't want to waste their energy or their, their resource because I don't need that. So I said, no, I'm actually really good. So they offered that to me free for the first one. I said, no, this is cool. But that's the gym I joined. And I, I go to it every day. And I see that there's always somebody cleaning somebody every morning. They say good morning to me. When I leave, they say goodbye. So they're very attentive. They're always literally always cleaning the place and it doesn't matter who's behind the desk they'll they'll come out of the desk they'll see something they'll come up they'll clean the place and i'm like wow so that's why i said you and i are an anomaly because this is how we make sure that our members feel at home absolutely right? and and you know what i think might be going on there is that 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 to me is the sign of um, like wear down when someone does something over and over and over, they say that you have to get like really good and put in those reps, right? That whole like thousand reps, uh, Bruce Lee quote. Um, mm -hmm. and so about mastering the mundane because most people check out, uh, after they are doing something day in and day out. And so right. the reason that they might be treating you that way is maybe you are their 12th tour of the day. And so they're just kind of bored and they're just, it's very mundane. Right. And so they're just trying to get it over with. But what we always have to remind our team is it was your first, it was their 12th, but it was mm -hmm. that customer first. And so make every single one special, bring the magic, bring the customer service because right. you, what, what is mundane to you is like, maybe it took a lot of courage. You know, if it was an overweight person, and they were really expecting a lot of attention and a lot of um, advice. And it was just very flat. That could be a deal breaker. That could make someone walk. Um, and, and so, you know, the fact is like, yeah, you're a fit guy. You're already working out. And they're, then they're mundane with their, you know, tasks. So then it's kind of like the worst possible scenario, which is just a very flat, vanilla, boring tour or, you know, information. And so uh, essentially what it's about is that that to me is a skill, like a discipline is mm. can you take something very boring and make it fun? Can you can you can you bring that joy? And, you know, hey, this is just a reminder to everybody. Don't apply to a job you don't want to be at. You know, don't say yes to a, <laughs> yes. Yes to a passion. Um, and, and a lot of people take something for the paycheck, but not because they're passionate about it. So mm. a reminder to employers and, and, you know, people who are you know offering positions look for passion, uh, you know, over even experience. Like I want to hear the energy and, you know, the person selling me on why they want the job rather than mm -hmm. me trying to sell them. That's what, you know, a lot of employers do. We got this, we got this benefit. I would like to move you up over time and I'm trying to sell them. They need to sell me. Why, why should I allow you to be the front face of my company? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, it's, it's interesting to hear your follow up cause that's, exactly what my company helps gym owners with is, you know, we have a company called gym reinforcements and the biggest thing that I think existing in all businesses, not even just gyms is follow-up. And, and the fact that the number one phrase you hear a gym owner say is I just need more leads. And the truth mm -hmm. is you can put the leads they're already getting through a better experience and their business will grow. They don't need more leads. They need a better lead follow-up system. 
And so there's a prime example. I bet if I talk to the owner of the gyms you talked to, he'd probably give me the same answer. Man, I, I'd grow my business, Dustin, if I got more leads. And I'm like, uh, we, we just talked about somebody that came to visit your gym and they weren't impressed. And so that's why you lost. <laughs> and so yeah. we need to create a better experience and a better follow-up. Um, and so that's where I would, my message to the fitness industry is put a lot more energy into your follow-up and your experience because every gym has a front door and a back door. And I really mm -hmm. think there needs to be someone who owns both doors. One is holding the front door and inviting people in and saying, welcome, we're so glad to have you and remembering those first names. But someone needs to go lock the back door, which is an analogy for retention. Don't let them cool. walk out. You know, people are walking in and walking out. You're floating and you're kind of treading water with your business. So we need to Lock that back door. Someone on your team needs to be a retention focused, giving a great experience, getting people results. And someone needs to be very inviting and doing follow up and saying, come on in. You you found your new fitness home. And so mm -hmm. uh, I know I made this mistake. And I, I'm curious if you've ever you know experienced this yourself or you've talked to other owners. But I've often tried to put both responsibilities on one person and they tend to fail with that much responsibility because those are two very different tasks and so if i say hey manager you're in charge of sales and follow-up and retention mm. you shouldn't be surprised if they fail at one or both because that is those are two giant mountains trying to climb at once and you can't yeah. right so no, uh, that, that's my advice is to is to incentivize one team member for each side and let them specialize uh in one um yeah. so yeah that, that's my little you, spiel you, on that no i love it i love it you know and and this is why i'm excited to be talking to you today because you know you and i when we connected the first time i'm like man i like this guy you know it, what we told we had a short conversation but immediately i liked you so and and i knew it right away because of the concepts the theories and even the way you think right but it's the connection it's the connection. I feel connected to you as a business leader, as someone who loves helping people, because who should be helping with retention? It should be the person that's mostly connected to that member. So for me, if I am a coach, do I do I let the janitor make the phone calls and try to keep co the connections? No, I let the person, if I have a coaching business and I have several different coaches, should a coach who does not know this client call them? No, it should be the coach that works with them. Same thing. It should be the trainer who calls them. If you're at a gym, if you're, if you're doing private lessons or one-on-ones or even group sessions, it shouldn't be, sometimes it doesn't hurt for the owner to call because some, some people go, wow, the owner called me and they really appreciate it. And, and the, other, the, the other touch that I do personally, and I'm sure you also recommend it, is to do surveys every so often. So because I own my business, it's, I, I break it up into several different ones. One is um, I, I have a brick and mortar. I have a 10,000 square foot facility and it, it's martial arts and, and it's uh, kickboxing and boxing. So for those three, each one is its own entity and there's different instructors for each one, right? And in, in several of them is different instructors and every instructor is gonna touch upon a different client and it's their responsibility to be in contact with them because if I contact every single client, they're going to go, okay, cool. 
Raphael called me, but I barely work with Raphael. Meanwhile, I have certain concerns that maybe John or Mary or Sue noticed, but Raphael doesn't know. So it's that connection too, right? That that's going to help us close the back door. And, and I I love the the analogy of the, the front and back door because one is also opening the front door. How many times have you been to or gone to a business that uh, Google says they're open, and I show up and the door's locked? I've done that plenty of times. Oh, right? yeah. So if you say you're going to do something, do it. And that's also part of retention, right? Yes. And, and so, yeah, I, I want to give advice and tips to the listeners so that they can go and problem solve this because we've, you know, obviously pointed out a problem. Now I know they're probably thinking to themselves, what do I do about it? How do I, mm. how do I solve this? So I want to share with the audience um, the fortune follow-up system. And so we've all probably heard that phrase in business, the fortunes in the follow-up. So I literally... Mm my system that to remind us that hey it, it's not about um more leads it's about like you're sitting on a gold mine you're probably just not harvesting it and mining it for the gold that is there and so essentially what that is is there's there's three main buckets that we want to always be working so the first one is your leads and your prospects and so essentially I define those as a lead as somebody who's opted in and they're new in your system in the first one to 21 days. That, that first three week period is when they're, they're the most hot, they're most excited to hear from you. And so you have to get aggressive on your follow-up in that period because uh, that is where the person has finally hit the brink. They're, they've now raised their hand and said, I need help. And so we execute a system in the first week, we call it the five by two follow-up system. So this is a good writer downer for the audience. Uh, five by two means two contacts a day for five days. So you do a call and then a text and a call and a text. And you repeat that Monday through Friday, you know, for example, for five days. And I know that's aggressive, but we are in a very noisy world. There's pings and rings and zings on your phone all day long between email, social media, text, DMs. And so you need to stand out in a noisy world and the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So that means you need to make the most noise. And so uh i often find people say thank you for following up you called me but i was just about to make dinner for the kids I, you just mm. you text me but i was at work and i couldn't get back to you and so play with different times because people are available at different times of the day but that is a very actionable item you can do asap is like okay moving forward team any new leads that come in we take them through a five by two campaign and that is where we're going to see more of those leads come into sales we we find gyms that are seeing about a five to 10% conversion from their leads, double it. They see more like 20% uh, conversion just by implementing this one system, the five mm. by two. Love so it. Love it. That's, that's the first bucket, your leads, your prospects. Uh, the second bucket is your past members. Now they have trained with you. So they're almost the easiest sell you can go for because they know, like, and trust you. They know where your gym's at. They know the team. They just know how it all works. But we're very novelty driven these days, which means like new, exciting, you know, like uh, if it's the same old, same old, I, I might not be as excited to come back. So figure out a way to repackage and repurpose something in your business and give it a new name, get slap a new label on it, breathe some new life into it. And, you know, that's where continued ed education comes in. If you go get a new cert, 
Now you can take what you learn, put it into a new system and then go and hit your past members and say, hey, I went and learned corrective exercise and I'm now putting it into my small group training. So I want to invite you to come back and I want to help get rid of your pain. And so I'm calling this my 28 day pain free challenge. And so that's like you see, I'm connecting my coaching brain mm -hmm. and my marketing. brain. You know, I'm going to learn something and then I'm going to market it and sell it. I'm going to learn something, I'm going to market it and sell it. Uh, you could go through a nutrition cert. Um, there's there's a, there's a ton, but you could just basically inject that into your business and then spin it as a new offer to your past members. And so um, we've found this to be very successful and to be the most, uh, I guess, the most, I guess, profitable and most successful way to get past members back in. When we mm -hmm. did the vague like check-ins, where it's like, hey, just checking in on you, we'd love to have you back. They're very low response rate. This makes it more exciting. It puts some pizzazz on it. And I, I say, hey, that's kind of how people are looking at businesses these days. There's like more of what have you done lately or how have you grown lately? And so mm. um, an example would be Netflix. They have to keep pulling out new movies, new shows. Oh, yeah. If they oh, yeah. uploaded a thousand movies and they said, that's it, we're done, they would start seeing cancellations because people would see everything and they'd be tapping out. That's so right. we have to keep producing new, right? New, new, new. So that works really good for your past members to get them back in. And like I said, they're laydowns because they know where the gym is. But they left for a reason. And by saying I have something new is usually an exciting reason to return. Mm -hmm. um, Love it. Third and final bucket in the fortune follow-up system is asking your members for referrals, but in a cool way. So we can just generally say, hey, can you, you, do you guys know any friends and family that want to come work out with me? And that's kind of like just lame and, you know, again, very vanilla. Like we want to spice things up and make it really fun and exciting. So two, two ideas I would give you is number one, a friends and family week where literally all of your members can bring somebody for free the entire week. But we all know people have to sign a waiver to come into a gym. So you need to collect their name, phone number and email the week before friends and family week. So you can put them in your system, which gets you free leads. You didn't cost you anything. You just had to ask your members. And then you message them and say, hey, your friend has put you down for a VIP pass. We want to invite you in. And again, now that they have a buddy and they have a connection person at that gym, there's a high likelihood they're going to convert after that free week and become mm -hmm. an actual paying member. So that's, a you know, now you're making your members feel cool that, you know, if you put a cool name, like, you know, VIP pass, VIP program, um, now they're going to feel like cool inviting their friends in and giving them the VIP hookup. The second one that we just launched uh, not too long ago that's working really well is the referral king and queen program. And so essentially what this is, is you pick three to five of your best members that have gotten the best transformations and say, I basically want to pay you an affiliate commission. It, I'm going to make you your own personal link. And we just use a Google form that is name, phone number, email. And the fourth question is, what is your main fitness goal? And so if you can post on your social media and just shout out our gym and tell your friends to fill out your form, you know, that, that's attached to your posts, every person that gets a membership, I'm going to give you a commission. So, you know, depending on the price of your programs, you can figure out what you want to pay the client. Maybe it's 20, 50, even up to a hundred dollars, but you can say, Hey, when you post, Tell your friends about the results you got and then say, if you guys want to join me, click on my link. You'll get a special deal. Give their buddy a special deal. But then if they sign up, kick that back 
the money maybe you would have paid a salesperson to your client. I think that's a cool way to keep them that they're like, oh man, my gym's paying me. Like, you know, this is, this is awesome. I'm never going to leave. So th this is the fortune follow-up system that we deploy from gym reinforcements to help gym owners. And we can very much look at bucket one. I feel like all gym owners can concentrate my leads, my leads, my prospects that are in my database mm -hmm. since I opened the gym, but we forget about past members and members. And they're all three buckets. You kind of got to cycle through as the year goes on. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of being creative and thinking of a cool way that would make them want to take action instead of a very standard ask, you know, spice it up, put some, put some flavor and some sensationalization on it and people will jump on it and you'll grow your business a lot easier that way. So hopefully that was valuable to the, to the extremely, audience. Extremely. Here's what I, I, here's the biggest takeaway I got. You pay the king and queen. I love that one the best, right? Because that's not only retention, but it's also bringing in new clients. I love the fact that you're not paying, not only you're not paying for advertising that way, but you're not paying a salesperson. You're paying the best salesperson, somebody who's going to talk you up. Because for me, referrals, they're already sold. They're coming because they've been sold. And who is the best salesperson? Their friend. Their friend is going to go, hey, you got to come with me. Join this place. One, one uh, oh my God. I'm talking so many years ago. I dated a young, uh, young lady and I already own my place, right? And she says, hey, do you want to come to my gym? And I said, sure. And the, her gym had, uh, you know, gyms all over the place. So I said, I like her gym. I said, uh, she goes, you know, um, do you want to join? I said, yeah, I probably do. Because at one time, I think I belonged to five gyms because I just like, I like going to different gyms, right? And I actually joined it. And you know what she said to me? Thank you so much. I said, why? She goes, because... I just got a free month because you joined. I said, that is cool. And then she goes, you know, if I get four more people to sign up, I get the whole year for free. I said, what? Wow. I That's said, that is incredible. So what did this gym do? They gave her one month per person. But if she brought six people, instead of giving her six months, they gave her a full year for free. I love it. How motivated was she? Yes. I mean, look, at she was counting down the numbers. She's like, you know, X down, <laughs> X to go. Like she's probably got a little on her, on her refrigerator, a little tally going. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great concept. And when we think about um, referrals, right. And like I said, who better to be your salesperson than somebody who is, uh, let's let's be honest somebody who's who's drank the kool-aid right if you will right somebody who has invested their time their effort they know the quality of what you offer right and and it's she didn't just do it because she was getting the six you know the the, the year for free she did it because she didn't even ask me to join. She said, Hey, why don't you, I have a free pass. You want to come work out with me? I said, sure. And then she said, Hey, 
do you like it? I'm like, yeah. And I said, she goes, you know, you can join. I said, I think I will. But it was, it wasn't, she wasn't pushy, you know, like some salespeople are. And, and I, I'd love to get your take on that pushy salespeople, which we yeah. don't like. I, I run from them or actually I try to help them <laughs> like you do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this is definitely my passion is why I started gym reinforcements because there's usually, well, there's three things I would say that happens typically in a gym. Number one, uh, the gym owner is not themselves good at sales. So then mm -hmm. they find it very difficult to train somebody. How could you tell someone to do something you're not good at? And so they might call us and they say, all right, you know, this sounds good, but you know what I'm going to try first? I think I'm going to try to hire my own person. And I said, you call me because you're not doing good with sales. How good is that going to go? I said, mm. you know, chances are you're going to call me back in three or six months. So why not, instead of wasting that time, just work with us. Let me have my sales reps because I love sales. Like I'm the opposite of that owner. I love that part. How good do you think my reps are trained because somebody mm. brought that energy versus somebody's like, what, what you're going to naturally procrastinate on or skip or fast forward or things you don't like. So that's what that sales training will be like when they do hire their mm -hmm. person. They're going to procrastinate, mm -hmm. they're going to dread it, and then their trainer salesperson is not going to be good. So that's scenario one. Uh, scenario two is they just have no sale, sales system. Like it's just mm -hmm. wing it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. what, whatever you learned at the other place, bring it here. We do zero training. Um, and then the third is the sales, the owner's really good at sales, but they're very like driven and, and very like direct. And so sometimes they also cannot be a good salesperson because they want things like instant and they want things fast and they get impatient when they're training people and they're like, can't you just do it good like me? But they don't know how to, do it. <laughs> right. and, and we know like, Getting yourself in shape versus coaching someone else is two different skills. Like you mm -hmm. have to learn the skill of and the art of training someone else. So we've also run into owners that they are a great salesperson, but they too are also a bad sales trainer because they're just impatient and they can't articulate what they do so well. And so then it doesn't transfer and then they get mad. So those are the three scenarios that usually happens with a gym owner when it comes to sales. So I distilled mine into like a very easy to remember formula so that they can take it and train it to their salesperson and it is very you know informal and and it helps to you know make it simple too and so the the, the acronym i use is the charm sales process c-h-a-r-m and so that's an acronym and i'll go through with the, the audience but um it came from you know a, a, a team member actually just listening to how i close people and she said dustin i think you just close people with charm like you're, you're just very <laughs> fun and easy to talk to. They don't care what you'd sell them. They just want to do it because you you bring the charm. So I said, I like that. That's a word that we don't use a whole lot these days. I'm going to put that into a sales process. So I'm going to mm -hmm. break that down. So the C is crack a smile. So immediately to get their guard down, <laughs> you got to get them to smile. And so that means though, I, I lead the conversation. So I have to be smiling. And a lot of trainers, mm -hmm. you see their profile photo. It's crossed arms and oh a serious gosh. face. Immediately, you're hurting or your this. sales. <laughs> yeah, or double bicep or shirtless and just all the things <laughs> that would scare a non-fit person away. Mm -hmm. So smile on your profile photos. Smile on your videos. When you're approaching somebody for their sales conversation, hey, how's it going, so Susan? I'm so excited to meet with you. I am trying to get her because they copy your 
body language and your facial expression. So if you're serious, they're serious. So if mm. I'm smiling, and cracking a smile, she will. So that's my first goal. I actually don't move on until I break them and get them to smile. Because if they're a very serious person, I'll make a joke. I'll pick on myself. I'll pick on the gym, something kind of, you know, silly. I'll tell them a silly story. I literally cannot proceed till a smile has been broken. And I, I will keep working that person until I get it. But I think that that's the first thing is that people are coming uh, and they're scared. And th this is a place they think is going to be painful and negative and everyone's judging them. You hear people say, when I go to the gym, I think everyone's judging me for doing the form correct, incorrectly, or I don't know the equipment. And so judgment, shame, I've, I've let myself go. Like, we got to just break up the, the, the energy yeah. first before we move forward. So that's C, crack a smile. H is now just more discovery. And that's how can I help? That's the H mm. is how can I help? So what's, what's going on? You know, it's kind of just like open-ended questions. You don't, you don't drive the, you don't assume if you look at someone, you think they didn't lose weight, say, welcome. So how many pounds are you looking to lose? Right. We don't want to lead with that. Cause that could get you in trouble. Uh, right. You want to say, what are your fitness goals? What, what, what made you book an appointment? How can I help you? Um, what are you looking to achieve fitness wise? Very open-ended. I let them guide it. Because I want their words to be what I can write down and make notes and use back um, and, you know, repeat to them to show that I've been paying attention. I take copious notes when I'm work when I'm meeting with someone and that makes them feel important. It helps me to, to kind of like rem remember it better, too. Um, I'm, mm -hmm. I do have good memory, but when you just have it all down, usually what tends to happen is if unless they're going to work with you, you're going to have to pass this to somebody. So if you didn't take any notes, now you're going to have to go verbally and and spit it and what if you have eight appointments that day you made eight sales like you're gonna have to re recite this to the team that's sloppy Oof. so you know yeah. make notes put it in your crm email it to the trainer it's gonna work with them but that's the h is how can i help and you know take notes uh in detail uh the a is ask for details and and so that is now i've I, i've opened it up with the overarching like vague questions but now i'm going to say Okay, you said you want to lose 25 pounds. Um, how long have you been trying to lose that? What are you feeling pain in your body because of those 25 pounds? Are you feeling it in your knees or your back? Are you mm -hmm. on any medications? Um, and I'm trying to make her articulate more pain. But then I also want to articulate and ask for details of, of pleasure. Where are we going? So if we get those 25 pounds off. What, what what's something you want to do? Like, is there anything physically that you want to, you know, do you want to go do a 5k? Do you want to be able to do your first pull up? Are you going to go on vacation and climb the pyramids in Egypt? What will happen when we achieve this goal? Um, and will you have more confidence? It doesn't even have to be like a physical thing. It could just be what will change in you? Will your mindset change? Will you have more confidence? Mm -hmm. Give me these details. And I want to, I want to take her through heaven and hell. I want to ask the pain, 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 and then I want to ask for that pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. And that's important before we go to the next one. So that's that's the A. Then R is now you can pitch. You can reveal your solution. That's the R. And so essentially reveal your solution is now you're the doctor. You intake all the symptoms and now you prescribe the medicine. And you say, okay, hey, I think you need to work with Coach uh, Sal twice a week in a semi-private setting. And then he's going to probably give you some cardio homework to do two days a week as well. And that's what I'm prescriptively writing for you. And you want to write it out very detailed and very, you know, direct because you don't want to give open access um, for the client to interpret what they should do. They came to you for a full done for you solution. So if you say, hey, I think you should do two strength workouts and two cardio workouts. 
you're not really revealing a specific solution. We want to give mm -hmm. them the, the best experience. So I always say sell your highest price program and then downsell if you encounter a friction because of price. So I would go like semi-private is like our top program. If you guys have one-on-one -on -one PT, go for that. Then you can maybe go boot camp or classes. Then you can kind of go open gym access, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, online coaches, they, they might have one or two different packages as well. But like first start with your red carpet experience. If you could really, if, if you don't know what this person makes, give them your best stuff first. Try to get them mm -hmm. on that because you get a better a customer who's more invested financially, emotionally, mentally. And then you get to serve at your highest level. Like you should have that program where you're like, this would be my dream. If I could have 100 or 500 clients in this program, we would crush it as a company, but we'd also make the most impact on these clients. That should be how you start in your sales combo. And then you have your backup, back pocket offer, your more budget-friendly offer as you, you know, downsell. So that's reveal your solution. Then you shouldn't reveal them all at once. You should start with your best and talk it through, see if you can make it work, and then have an ace up your sleeve you can pull out if needed. So that's the R. And the final one, M, this is the big one most people forget, is make the sale, which means directly <laughs> ask for their, for their commitment. Like they say, so this is what we do. Let me know if you want to get started. You know, very open-ended way for them to walk out the door. Uh, Goodbye. You know, so <laughs> what do you think? You know, like these phrases that you're like, are you, you're literally asking them to walk away right now. Make the sale is a very direct uh so what would you like option a or option b like i'm mm -hmm. asking for the sale like are you ready to get started this monday um so which option do you think is best for you you know these are versions of like making the sale and this is why i brought up those three scenarios is that there's either the co the owner that's not good at making the sale so they're not going to train somebody mm -hmm. no there's no system for making the sale or they're really good at it and they just don't know how to teach this to the team so i developed this charm sales process so that it's so it. easy for anybody to step into and have a very easy checklist. It's five steps and it's very memorable. And that way you can make more sales and grow your business. My gosh, you're a wealth <laughs> of information. You know what? Thank you. Every, with every word you talk, I'm like, man, I'm loving you because you Thank and I think exactly well probably a little different, but very much alike. You and I, it's like we're brothers from a different parents, right? Because <laughs> that's exactly how I think. You know, one of the things, and it's funny that you talk about training your, your, your people because I have a young staff member that I'm training now. And the most important thing that I'm training them on is the tour. You know, yeah. when somebody walks in, you don't let them walk in and go, uh, Who's here to help me? No, you approach them, right? Immediately. How are you? Did you find it okay? How'd you hear about us? All these different things. And you're right. Smile, right? Smile, crack that smile. Always. That's number one. Because if you come up and I don't care. And I, this is, I tell my employees, listen, if you've had a bad day and you're going to bring it to work, don't come to work. Don't come to work. I'd rather you call and say, hey, you know what? I feel like crap because if you feel like crap and you come to work, you're going to just pardon the French, but you're going to poop over everybody. It's, yeah. it's no good. It's not good for you. It's not good for the business. It's not good for the clients. It's not good for anybody. So if you're going to work here, there's benefits to, you know, I have a whole 
kitchen area where my staff can go and get anything they want. They, I have all kinds of, um, you know, fruit bars and, and, and protein drinks and, and everything. And it's free to them, right? Because I want them to understand that, hey, if I feel a little hungry, no, just go get, buy something here. I, not buy it, but just go help yourself, right? Waters, anything. So I'm always treating them first class. Because if I don't treat them first class, they will not treat my clients first class. And I love the king and queen aspect that you talked about before. And the the other thing I was teaching my, my employee yesterday was they need to own it when they walk in. So if you if they go, oh, what what's the schedule? I don't want you to tell them the schedule. I want you to actually physically hand it to them. So they look at it, the different classes, the different schedules, when we're open, all this, because now they're they're physically holding something and then they can say, oh, I can come this day. I can come here. I can come. So now they start to own it. Right. So, and then she got it at first. She was like, why don't I can, why don't I just tell them? I said, because if you tell them, they, most people, even though they have two years, they're probably not even using them well. But if they, you, you can tell them while they look at it. So now you're hitting two targets, right? You're hitting the visual and the auditory. And so now you're really reaching them. And then the other thing is you don't just leave it alone and just say, okay, thanks for looking at the schedule. You say, well, what days do you see yourself coming? So once yeah. again, that ownership, and I know you do this because uh, you're, you're amazing. I, I love everything you've been saying, but this is why you and I, I can see us clicking really well together. And by the way, I have an incredible event coming up in New York. I think you need to be there. I need you to, to be on stage and share some of your wealth and knowledge. We have a, um, a three-day event. It's really four days for, for, the, for the people who are coming. It's July 13th through the 16th. And I Correct. think you would be an exceptional uh, part of the, the speaking engagement for everybody and also to be there to just coach people along the way. And maybe because you are coaching people all over the world, you don't need to be in front of them to give them the advice and the knowledge that you have. You're giving me tons of advice and knowledge. Here's the beautiful thing that you're doing. You're telling me stuff I know but you're telling it to me in a different way. And it's stuff, listen, I've been writing, (laughs) I've been writing notes, right? And the reason I've been writing notes is because I know everything you're saying, but I'm like, I like the way you said it. So the words we use, like I love the king and queen. I, you know, I, I, can I say it enough? I love that because yeah, you, we treat our customers really well. You and I, I know we both do, but a lot of people listening are going, well, you know what? I give them service. They should be lucky to be here. No, you should be grateful every time you see a customer. And listen, if you have a nice house, if you have a nice car, if you take a trip, it is only possible because of the service you provide to these customers. So next time you go and buy yourself something really nice, 
have gratitude. Don't just be like, oh, I got all this money. No, how'd you get the money, right? It's the people that you connect with that are going to help you, right? So I, I love everything you're doing. Thank you. And then feeling mutual, man. And I got to say, the reason I think that I connect with you as much as you connect with me, I think about this pyramid of experience. So this might be mm. another thing that, um, you know, if you look at a pyramid, it's widest at the bottom. This is all the people who are just getting into the industry because it's, mm-hmm. it is low hanging fruit. You got you. I mean, there's people who go train someone, no cert. Like you could just pop up a boot camp at a park and not have a certification. It's dangerous. Yeah. I don't recommend it, but people do it all the time. Or you get a cert, which is a minimal investment. We're being honest. A thousand dollars to go get a cert versus a college degree is far, you know, cheaper to get started. So that's the bottom pyramid. But these are all one year and below trainers. It makes up the biggest base of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the next stage, and it's people who have been trainers for you know five and under years. And so more experience, but over time, every industry just weeds people out because they can't stick with something and they're hopping from one opportunity to the next. And so they leave and only the people who are more serious make it. Then you go up another level and people actually take the, the investment leap and they open a gym. And so that's mm-hmm. like the next pinnacle that you're, you know, you step into. And then the final one is like running gym, multiple gyms or gyms for an extended period of time, which if it's in the decades, you, it's a small group of people. And that's why mm-hmm. I think you and I are really clicking is like we're in that like been in the game for a while put in a lot of reps and you can it's just real recognizes real right that's what the kids mm-hmm. say these days so real recognizes real when you've seen another person you know they they're not faking it i can hear the experience in their words their thoughts their processes uh i know they've been in the game and that's you know sadly what most people can't wait for because they want to get into that entry-level part of the pyramid and leap to the top and skip all the time in between which is what shapes you is what gives you your knowledge you know those all those reps that are just countless that make you a better salesperson that make you a better business leader that make you a better coach you just got to put in the reps just like anything and unfortunately a lot of people in the workforce today want to get in and jump to the top and and you just can't fast forward time in reps that there's just like that's the paying your dues part of any industry you get into. And so, um, you know, that that's why I think we're connecting. And mm-hmm. another thing I wanted to point out was, you know, hey, if there are people who are struggling out there, like, uh, thank you again for the compliments and saying that this stuff is clicking with you. I've even found this. There's things I've taught my team and I can't like get it into their heads like they're not learning it. And I bring in a third party. And for some reason, they say it differently and it clicks. And so <laughs> yes. you're like, guys, I've been saying this to you. What's going on? <laughs> Forever. <laughs> and, and so it's people hear different things, you know, differently from you know different people. And so when you bring in other people, I'll send my team YouTube. I'll say, hey, maybe this guy on YouTube explains it better than I do. Watch his mm. video and if mm. this clicks better. Or you bring in a third. I, I've hired multiple experts to come and give a private day training to my team. Um, because I also know the longer someone's on my team, sometimes I become white noise. When, when they first join the team, they're like, oh, it's Dustin, it's the owner. He's he's had six gyms in six years. Like, I, you know, like I, I interviewed with him. And then fast forward three years, like, oh, what's up, Dustin? And they just walk by me and like, they don't care anymore. Like, I'm just this guy they work with, right? So I'm like, okay, I've become white noise to you. Now I need to bring in another person to say what I'm saying to you because you're not hearing it the way you did when you first joined the team. When you're like mm. coachable, you know, 
bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and you're excited to learn. So I, I don't think I, that happens to me. I think it happens to most business leaders. So, um, you know, kind of accept that, you know, hey, it's, sometimes it's not a bad thing to bring in other people because sometimes they can package it in a new way that will land with your team. And that's ultimately the mission is like, I don't care. You learn it as long as you learn it and that we achieve our mission, which is to help more people get healthy and fit and fight this darn obesity epidemic that's plaguing our oh. country. You know? Oh, my gosh. So. Why is it? <laughs> Dustin, that we are the biggest country, and I mean in girth, yes. <laughs> compared to Europe, right? In Europe, yes. also, there's certain foods that are not allowed. They're illegal, like certain yes. breads. You know, the chemicals that are put in the breads that we eat are illegal. And yes. when people go to Europe, they can eat almost anything, and it's healthier for them. Right? And they lose weight. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. It's crazy. I think there's so a I want to share to because you have so many books behind you. But, you know, one of the books that I really love is, is that, you know, when you think about the power of habit, right? I got to put that back over here. But you talked about the habit, right? That we get into a habit, we get into a routine. But when we can learn to understand habit, especially for our employees. So one of the things that I always say to my employees, listen, the context of the tour is the same, right? We go to step one, we go to step two, we go to step three, but it's going to be different for every single person that comes through the door because even though you're going to learn kind of a script, that script, we're going to throw it out because it has to be internalized, right? You have, you just have to know the concepts, the ideas, because when somebody comes through the front door, this is how we greet them. This is what we say to them. Then we show them the schedule. We want to make sure that this fits with their schedule, with their lifestyle. What are they looking for? Was it easy to find us? Um, did they have trouble? How did they find us? Because we also want to know if our marketing is working. And then we, we start walking them through and we have pictures and we go, this is what happens here. Da, 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 da. And then we walk them through another spot. So we have certain spots that we take them through to showcase what we do while we're asking them questions. Because what we show them is based on, you said it earlier, how and what are they looking for? Yes. Because... If I take somebody in, and, and I'm sure you've had many people come through your place, and if you didn't do it right away, later on you find out, wait a minute, this is not for you? You, you want this for your wife? Or you want this for your boyfriend? Because you could have avoided a, a, a 20 minutes or even 10 minutes of this kind of presentation, and you could have just said, and that's one of the first things we always ask is, you know, how can we help you today? And what are you looking for? And is this mm -hmm. for you or someone else? I found that many years ago that that question alone saved me aggravation because later on they're like, oh, no, it's not for me. I'm like, what, what, what happened here? <laughs> you weren't clear. So now we clarify. That's the how, the what, and the, the who, because if it's not for you, then... Why are they not here? Are you, and then the other question is, if it's they're not here, is this a gift? 
Are you going to make a gift for them? And then let me ask you a question. What if they don't want this gift? I asked them that. I said, you know, you're going to give them a gift, but what if they don't want it? Then what? And they're like, huh, I didn't think of it. I said, well, I said, listen, I, I, I love, I would love to have them as a client. I'd love to have you as a client. But if it doesn't make sense for them, sure, I can give you a gift certificate. I can give you all that kind of stuff. But if it doesn't make sense for them, then I'm going to have a customer who is not going to be happy. And if you look at any and, and talk to any of my customers, they're all thrilled to be here. Right. So that's that's some of the things that I found throughout my my experience. You know, I've had my place, my brick and mortar for 29 years. I've been open throughout the time, including COVID. I wasn't open in a physical, but I took my clients through a virtual experience. And I only lost three people. Wow. Only that's three. it. Right. Why? Because of the service, because I had an idea that something was happening. Plus, I've always wanted to include virtual for people, because if somebody says, oh, I can't work out today. Well, why not? Oh, you know, have a busy day. Well, log on. You can work out at home. You don't need to be here. You're my member. By the way, other people have to pay for this. But you, you're my member. You get this for free. So I started doing that before the pandemic hit. And then what wound up happening is when we were told to close, I think it was March 16th. It was a Monday. And I said to my clients, I said, hey, guys, don't worry. Take tomorrow off, which is Tuesday. Wednesday, we're fully back on. We have all these classes every day. And they were like, what? This is crazy. The school system wasn't even up and running as fast as we were. And <laughs> I set it all up. So the only three people that quit is just because they they didn't want to do anything at home. I was like, okay. You They're know. waiting for an excuse, essentially, is what it comes down to for the yeah. most part. Like yeah. anything. Um, so mm -hmm. I totally hear you. And yeah, going back to your point about like, what's causing this obesity epidemic for us versus, uh, you know, Europe, I definitely think our food supply is a huge component mm. of that Processed foods. They're hyper palatable. They're easy to overeat. Everything's just rip open a bag, a package. They don't eat like that. there. everything fresh. Mm. And what I also like that they do is they pace it out in courses. So, um, think about it. If you ever go to a really fine dining, like steakhouse or, you know, like sushi experience, they bring you out little, you know, like uh, portions, but it's four courses and they're stretching your meal out. They're forcing you to not be able to wolf it down quickly. Mm. And I, we're, we are also very heavily distracted eaters. We're, we're eating while we're watching something, while we're watching TV, watching YouTube, while we're, you know, on our phone, um, while we're driving, we just, we just wolf our food down as a, something we just got to knock out. It is an right. experience <laughs> for other countries. It's a two hour minimum for a meal to occur. Um, mm -hmm. and it's, it's all portioned out into very small that allows your body to kind of get those full signals and to, you know, kind of like for you to get the, the ghrelin and all these other types of things that make you feel full, even though portion wise, it's less than what you might've ate at home, but mm -hmm. then ingredients wise it's fresh. And so right. it sends the signals to your body that it's supposed to where processed foods usually missing all those nutrients. And so you never get the fullness signals you would 
from a fresh ingredient, you know, uh, type of experience. And then the right. final thing is they just move a lot more than us. We're very sedentary. We, <laughs> yes. It's almost like we've made life too convenient. There's people that can work from home and they can have groceries brought to them and food brought to them. And they can literally go the rest of their life getting less than a thousand steps a day all inside their house, like from mm. bed to office to bathroom, back to bed. They have this little triangle and you could Oof. life has just become too easy and convenient. And that is a mm. gift and a curse. And they walk everywhere. Cars are not everyone in, in Europe owns a, co- a car and they, they walk everywhere they go. And some of them, you know, have gardens or they have, you know, physical activities. They, they ride their bikes to get places. So I just think that's what we got to kind of get back to. Uh, we're very much like the, the country that leads the way in terms of technology and business, but we're lagging definitely when it comes to health. And I think we can learn from them in terms of lifestyle changes to get us back there. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's why I think there's a major difference between the two. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, when you first started talking today, I was like, man, I want to, I want to be a member at your gym. <laughs> Cause you, you say hi to me, you come in, uh, you make me feel welcome. You make me feel excited. And that's why I told you what I did. And everywhere, no matter where I go, I'm always, I'm that guy that's looking at what people are doing, what the employees are doing, what the owner is doing. You know, everywhere that I go, I have that mind of, huh, how would I, how would I, or what would I do if I owned this business? Would I run it the way they do it? Or what would I change? It's almost like a game I play with myself. It's, It's that mindset, right, of, never-ending um, improvement, right? It, it, it doesn't matter how important you feel you are, you're not that important unless you constantly improve yourself, right? The only importance I have is by what I've learned, right? I can't go by what, yes, I can go by what I learned yesterday, but man, am I looking to learn something today? You've been teaching me a lot today, my friend. So I really appreciate you. I'm very, very. What would you say? Where are your gyms, by the way? So my gyms are in California, SoCal, to be exact. And I moved to Texas two years ago. So I am remotely running them. And um, that's something that, again, you can't do overnight. It takes years to get them systemized, the right people in place. and so that's that's kind of you know where I'm at and where my gyms are. Nice, and that's that's uh, that's systems, and and we talk, we kind of talked about systems, but we didn't say the word systems till now, because everything that you've been talking about, right, the the greet, the tour, the yeah. the closing, the opening the front door, that's a system. The closing the back door, and you talked about the systems of having the right people in place in order to systematize everything because an experience is important. If you, and you talked about a restaurant, you go for a four-star restaurant or a five-star restaurant, or you go to a two-star restaurant, your experience is very different. If you go into a restaurant and the bathrooms are dirty, man, that is not a restaurant you want to eat at. 
So a lot of yes. times, right, people don't, what's the bathroom got to do with it? Well, if they don't take care of the bathrooms, how do you think the kitchen is, right? Yes. And then for me, my place is spotless. And people are like, how do you guys keep this place so, you know, so clean and the bathroom's always smelling nice and everything? I said, because we care. Because my members to me are my family, right? And even when I'm not there, just like when you're not at your place or your places, it's, it's the, the empowerment that you've given your staff, right? Yeah. To give them a purpose of why they do certain things, right? Because the overall goal, if they're working for a paycheck, man, you don't want them, do you? Yeah, yeah. No, they're going to be checked out. And that's why we screen that, you know, during the mm -hmm. recruiting phase. And then even when you get someone on board, people are really good at putting on a front, you know, with uh, interviews. And so then you quality check it once they're aboard the team and you find out, you say you care. Now let's see if the actions match your words. So mm -hmm. I think, again, that's a whole nother uh, topic we'll have to dive into on a, on a future episode is like yeah, recruiting talent you know, training, uh, up, up, upskilling people. Like there's a lot that goes into just that. And I think behind gym owner saying, I need more leads. The second thing is I need more coaches, you know, and I need more staff <laughs> and I need more help there. And I think that's the second most common one. So maybe we'll have to do a follow-up episode on that. Um, I think so. <laughs> I think, I think without a doubt, you know, so, um, I want everybody to block the calendars July 13th through the 16th. We're going to have a, uh, an amazing event in, in New York and Long Island, New York. And Dustin, what can I say, man? You are an exceptional human being. Thank you for what you do. And, and I love, as you can tell, I love gyms, right? I, I love going to a gym. I love just working out. I love that feeling that I get from it. And when I go to a place that's not handled well, right? There's these big box gyms that really don't care. Man, it's, it's so disappointing. And, and especially for when we want to get people in shape, we want to tell, we're telling everybody, hey, we're big America, let's go work out. And then they go to these facilities that are terrible and don't make them feel welcomed then we're defeating the whole purpose of trying to get America in shape, right? So I, I really appreciate you being here with me today. So what would you say is, is one of the, besides everybody should go check you out without a doubt, right? Everybody who owns a gym or is interested in even eventually opening up their own gym. Right? Yes. And, and yeah. a lot of people yeah. go, wow, this is saturated. No, it's not saturated. I think that what we need to do is get more people involved in ownership, right? And you said it. There's people that do pop-up places in the park, but they're not certified, and they're going to hurt people. And that's mm -hmm. another, you know, a big qualm with me too, because I've seen people at gyms do things that I'm like, oh my God, they're going to get so hurt really quick. And I know you have to go. I saw a girl doing a movement. 
and I've had three knee surgeries, not from working out, not from martial arts, from a car accident, right? And I saw this girl doing this move and I said, my gosh, she's, I, and I, I didn't want to say anything, didn't want to say anything. And finally I said, you know, let me say something to her. And I said, hey, listen, she had her earphones on. She took them off. I said, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know what you're doing? You're going over like this. And I said, you know, that can be harmful to your ligaments. She goes, oh, I'm a physical therapist. I'm like, oh, okay, enough said. Take care. Bye-bye. And I was like, oh, my God. I hope nobody really goes to this girl. But she was young. You know, she might have been starting out. But when we think about training our employees, training anybody, you said it before, you can't do the 10,000 hours in an hour. You have to put the time in, right? So what's one word of advice that you would give everybody? Yeah, I mean, definitely go work with somebody who has some uh, experience and notoriety. And that way, you learn the right way. Because if you go to one of those trainers that don't know what they're doing, just like I mentioned earlier, the sales trainer that's not a good sales trainer trying to train you, you will become a crappy salesperson. So don't go to a trainer that doesn't know their stuff. And if you don't know what that look, you're like, hey, I don't know. Like all the exercises look to the same. And you know, like we have those filters where we can spot it from a mile away. Like, okay, they're doing it wrong. Someone else looks at it and they might say, what's wrong? I don't see anything wrong. And that's because they don't have that, that trained eye. So yes, like years of experience is definitely like a, an easy one, but then also look at like results. What kind of results have they gotten? You could look at their five-star reviews, but like treat it like you're going to see it, pick a restaurant and you want to look at their Yelp reviews and you're kind of like tra tracking them. Does the person in the park have any reviews? Probably none. Have they really gotten any transformations? No. So that I would say is the best thing you could do is go intern and, and donate your time. I, I, have an internship program is if anybody's ever in socal we actually have three interns at all of our facilities right now and it's because they know i'm going to be around these world-class coaches they have multiple certs degrees and years of experience and i'm going to soak that in just hearing how they talk to the clients hearing why mm -hmm. they program the way they do hearing why they nutrition coach i'm going to soak that in and i get that for free because i'm just donating my time like mm -hmm. that is the best is find an, an experienced notoriety gym or trainer in your area and add value to them say i'll run your social media i'll you know help you with loading and unloading plates in your sessions i'll clean the gym i'll co-coach the sessions by your side because you know i want to learn from you i think that's mm -hmm. always what i found is the fastest ticket to success is mentorship um if you try to like self-study and what go to youtube university or go through a course or <laughs> you're gonna get you don't get the you don't get the experience as fast as you do real world experience so i would say leap in to real world experience you could also do self-study on the back end but nothing will teach you faster than real world experience yeah beautifully said beautifully said and i totally agree a thousand percent great great stuff do me a favor just hang around for a minute while we say goodbye to everybody and yeah. everybody, what an amazing conversation, you know, I had with Dustin today. He is exceptional. Please look him up, find him. Not only can he help you with your business, but you have such great insight. I can see it. You, you have this eye, right? And, and you understand sales. I'm sure that if somebody had a different business outside of a gym, 
that you can probably help them as well. Am I right there? I have helped a landscape business, a couple other businesses to grow their business. Cause I think business is business. All business the is business. sections are the same um, marketing and sales and fulfillment and retention. Uh, it's just a matter of applying it to the business that that person has. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you. I appreciate you, Raphael. This has been awesome. And uh, I would say if anybody wants to, learn more uh, and grow their gym. I have a free Facebook group called Gym Reinforcements and I'm just posting free content about sales and marketing and all kinds of different ways to think. And so that would be a good group to go and join. And if you do want help with lead follow-up, uh, then I know Raphael had it on here a couple of times and that's gymreinforcements.com. Book a call with me mm -hmm. and we'll talk about it and see if it's a right fit. There are some qualifications. You have to have the right amount of leads, the right amount of lead flow, um we've we've talked to some people who are just getting started and they're just not they just they can't have enough leads to keep our team busy so we need to have you hit some specific markers to be a good fit and so we'll talk more and if not i'll definitely part ways giving you some free advice or some point you in the right direction until you can't get to that level where we can work with yeah. you love it love it all right everybody thank you so much dustin have an amazing and exceptional day everybody take care thank you bye everyone Bye.